listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any new patrons to thank? We do. We've got our wonderful new patrons, Kelly S. Kelly, thank you. And I also want to thank Chad D. Kelly, Chad, y'all are awesome, and you so are rock. the rest of our patrons. Yeah. Hey, Faith. I got a question. What? Yeah. Actually, we have a question from a listener, Jane. I love listener questions. They're my favorite thing in the world. Me too. I wish all of our listeners right now would take some good think time mm-hmm. and really think. What question can I send to Kath and Faith? Because guys, for reals, we love them. I am not even kidding. Questions at genderrebels.com. But someone has sent us one and we'll answer it today. All right. You ready? Yes. They write, hi, Faith and Kath. That's us. Hi. I found Faith's blog a few years ago and recently started listening to the podcast too. Oh, thank you. I'm a trans woman. Um... I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought the two of you got together after Face Transition. But in a podcast, you mentioned that Kath found Face Transgender bookmarks. So here's my question, and it really is for Kath. How did finding out Faith is transgender affect you? I think in many ways, you have transitioned too. How is your transition gone? Keep rebelling, Jane. Jane, thank you. Wow, thank you. It's a Kath episode. <laughs> I took the mic away from Faith. Um, no, we got to do it together. <clears throat> um, so it's uh, it's a good question. Yeah. And you are not me, but you have been a keen observer of this whole process I all have. along. So it is like a Kath question, but I will want to okay. get a read from you because like, there's stuff that was my idea. Like, this mm-hmm. podcast was my idea. Going to Philadelphia for the conference was my idea. Like, at some yeah, point... You're, you're way better at being a part of the trans community than I am. Well, I'm pushy and yeah. bossy. Why do you even... Why do you keep me around? Because you're awesome and you kept with me after transition. But that's like a weird... Low bar to set that is for true. a some, relationship. Sometimes I, sometimes I will actually... In, in feeling something where I'll put on a really pretty outfit or something and I'll be like, thank you so much for staying with me through this whole crazy journey. That's usually how I phrase it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you say, oh my God. What do you say? Raise the bar for what it takes to be a good girlfriend. How about not kicking me out of the house and making me homeless because I'm actually female? How about that being like, the bottom of the scale. Yeah. And everything goes up from there. Um, so that is, unfortunately, I think, a a fairly high bar. I think a lot of people, one, are less familiar or less friendly to LGBTQ stuff than you might have been. I think a lot of people are in relationships that weren't as strong as ours. I mean, oh, you yeah. and I, again, met in our, in our 30s. Mm-hmm. And we had already dated a bunch of losers. 
I dated some really cool people. I know. Right? I also dated cool people too. I, I but I'm just standards. saying. But I'm just saying. You and I have dated some people that that we might not have. We've been in relationships where we might not have weathered that. Mm-hmm. And are we? You know. Oh, that's a good point. Or been in relationships had this happened with another. Yeah, partner. where we might have have been looking for a reason to get out of there anyway. Hmm. And eh, okay, adding this weirdness certainly. Uh, you know, to mm-hmm. to to thirty rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz Lemon might have stayed with Chris Cross, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. her boyfriend slash fiance, I think husband, had had Chris Cross had come out and transitioned, but I doubt she would have stayed with Dennis Duffy. And for non-30 Rock fans, that's just basically an illustration of... She stayed with the awesome person, but yeah. she wouldn't have stayed with the shitty person. Buffy would have stayed with Angel, had Angel transitioned, but she would have not stayed with Riley. So, like, you know, take your TV show and think of the writers know how to represent the boyfriend or the girlfriend of the main character. So the shitty boyfriend or girlfriend versus the shitty boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, okay, so, like, here's the thing. And some of our listeners or their partners might know this. Your partner says, I'm trans, and you say, I'm leaving. That's shitty, right? So, like... I, I don't necessarily think that's shitty. I I agree, I, and it I is more complicated than it's that. It's more complicated than but that. But for someone, and even maybe the relationship is just not working out, they're not feeling it, it's been eight months, maybe we're not marriage-bound, maybe this is just going to sort of peter out. By the way, I'm trans. Then you're in sort of a weird situation where it's like... Well, forevermore, if I leave this relationship, it will be said, or at least thought, by Kevin slash Bethany that I did it because they're trans. And that's not why. I did it because they commit armed robbery at least once a month. Yeah. But... It depends on the timing, right? If you leave after (laughs) they say they're trans, then Bethany, in prison... Is going to be like, this bitch left me because I was trans. Yeah. And and I think also, it is, every relationship is different. People are unique. And so every relationship is kind of unique. And so it's, it's hard to say that there is a standard. I think the way our culture is set up, mm-hmm. being trans is certainly not the norm. No, it's playing on the hard level, definitely. It is, and I think it's also, it's something that a lot of people don't encounter in their regular lives. Yeah, it's it's not common. And so, a partner could come at that with like, I don't really understand this. Mm-hmm. It's already kind of got this patina of weirdness, mm-hmm. or this, uh, not patina, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, pati- whatever. Scrim? Scrim. A, a weird, dash? A dash of weirdness attached Since... to it. I don't think it should be attached to it, but it does. Yeah. And uh, although that weirdness earns us fabulousness. so Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. Maybe it does. Um, but it's it's different. It's definitely different. And I think humans kind of distrust different. Yes. That is something I think universal to humans. And so if you're not familiar with it and it's different and weird and you're kind of like, you don't understand it, I could see that being something that could end a relationship. And I think that hopefully that'll change as more people get more comfortable with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I feel like that's one of those asymptotes out yeah. there. As people talk more about trans mm-hmm. things, as... um more people come forward as trans as more 
cool Hollywood people or political people or military people are like, I was a Navy SEAL and now I'm a woman. And like as that becomes more common yeah. and more accepted, then little by little, this stigma is going to go away. It is. Yeah. Eventually. Like, duh. If you think about human society and mm-hmm. centuries, like, duh. This is going to be a non-issue at some point. I look forward to that day. I don't think I will see it. I don't think I will be alive for it. No, but we fight for it. And all that matters, at least within mm-hmm. our lifetime, is that that asymptote is approaching zero. Yeah. So, <clears throat> link down below to what an asymptote is in case you don't know. I'm sorry. That was shitty. Uh, so, little by little, that's going to get better. And little by little, that's gonna, that's going to become less of a factor in... Yeah. The end of relationships. I it'll never be zero, but it'll be less. I also think uh, related to that is as being trans becomes more and more normal, I think you'll see people coming out younger and younger. And quite frankly, the relation, you know, if you're coming out trans at 19, the mm-hmm. relationships you've had at 19 are not generally long lasting. With, with a handful so of exceptions. Chances, yeah. chances are that, you know, the more accepting people are, the more people know about this, the more normal this is, the more people aren't going to um, wait until they're 55 yes. and have had three kids yes. and 20 years of marriage yes. to, to make this decision. You're absolutely right. I think that's going to be less and less. I think that's uh, the case with gay people, too, which, yeah. again, isn't zero, but I believe is less. It's like if you come out when you're 20 as opposed to when you're 50, you haven't made life choices. You haven't made commitments. You don't yeah. have a mortgage, you know, uh-huh. and that is overall a good thing. You don't start a marriage, a heterosexual marriage in this example. Based on, sorry, but, yeah, a lie. You, d- you don't do that. But look, it's, when we say lie, though, it should be, a lot of the times, we are lying to ourselves. Yeah, and it and is. And it's not, it's not necessarily deceptive. And it's the result of culture and pressure. Yes. And I don't blame anyone for lying to keep themselves safe. I've done it a hundred times, and I'll do it a hundred more. But this is a big one, and it does affect another person and yeah. your potential future kids, if that's the thing you do. So, yes, hopefully gradually eventually slowly this is going to be less and less i'm sure there are still gay people marrying straight people and thinking i'm fine i'm fine this this will work i can manage i can do it i'm fine because i can't be gay like that's still happening i'm sure that's still happening i mean it's still happening in the states it's still happening in cultures where you actually can't be gay it's it's so tricky as a as an lgbtq person is like to just get to that point where you accept yourself mm-hmm. is so difficult because there's every reason not to. every reason not to and Literally even every reason mm-hmm. all of the reasons yeah and and so it people can go decades of their life mm-hmm. knowing this in their heart i knew this in my heart i knew this mm-hmm. i knew it but i waited until my mid 30s to come out because every reason because every reason literally and that was to me one of my biggest fears about coming out to you was that you would see this as something deceptive that I hid from you that yeah. i concealed which is which i did yeah but it was it was out of fear of you leaving me it was out mm-hmm. of shame um i i was raised in a very conservative very christian evangelical republican kind of 
Military. Community military. South. The exact US. worst possible way you could you could do this. You could and, have been a minority. Then it would have been worse. And I could have been handicapped. Yes, mm-hmm. it could have been. Yes. And poorer than you were. Yeah. So okay, the point is, <laughs> I carried with me so much residual shame about this, um, that coming out just was so hard because I thought everyone will reject me because they should reject me because this, this is, is wrong. This is wrong and bad. And bad. Yeah. It's a psychiatric condition. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you so you we met when yes. when we were I was presenting mail yes. at that point. Yes. I was I was skinnier back then. Um now I got you in your post smoking t- years. Yeah, I'd put on a little weight You weren't like smoking. Skinny. You were I was skinny skinny when I was not smoking. I mean, I'm when sorry. you were smoking. when I was smoking, I was skinny, skinny, and then when I quit smoking, I literally put on like 25 pounds that I've basically still... just yeah. You just did a cigarette commercial. You literally advertised for tobacco on our podcast. <laughs> also, I can breathe in deeply now that I've not smoked <laughs> cigarettes. So, how many thousands of dollars have you saved? A lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot. I'm not gonna do she's the math. She's the numbers. No, she's not. Um. Don't don't smoke, please don't. Don't smoke. ever smoke. Like of all the scientific even, it doesn't even stuff. get you high, for God's sake. It does though. I mean, it gets you slightly. You. It gets you a little buzzed at the beginning, but that goes it gives away you quickly. Energy and it kills your appetite, right? Yeah, but it's don't Rachel, smoke. Don't smoke. Don't smoke. Don't. Smoke. And if you if you are gonna smoke, smoke Gender Rebels brand cigarettes. <laughs> Extra tar laced with hormones. Yes. All right. Don't smoke. All right. I'm gonna talk about me. Okay. Um. What was Jane's question? How did finding out Faith is transgender affect you? All right. So I am not representative of a lot of the partners of trans people out there because I feel like uh, Faith got lucky in that I was sort of the the right uh, raw material to work with. I don't know. Um, like you, you know, a stone carver. Yes. Can have marble or sandstone mm-hmm. or granite or something like that, and they all have their own characteristics. Yes. So you found a girl who has a gay sibling she adores, who has attended a bunch of pride parades, who um, who loved Rent. Loved Rent. Gosh, Rent was good. How many times did you see Rent? More than sixty. More than sixty. I was an usher. I got a job as an usher, so it's not weird. So you can see rent. That's the whole times. reason I got the job as the <laughs> usher. God, that's a good show. Deeply flawed, highly problematic in retrospect. I'm glad I didn't get a rent tattoo, but I mean, I didn't love it because of the transgender character. No, but I'm saying, I mean, the transgender character kills a dog. So yes, I would. I don't. Yeah, but anyway, the point anyway, being, yeah. Point being, so I didn't. Yeah, have any. Uh, I wasn't particularly religious i had a relatively healthy understanding and appreciation of relationships like i came into this without a lot of the complications that could Mm -hmm. exist for the partner of the trans person yeah what what man and wife means what jesus would want what your family expects Mm -hmm. what um you know, just just by the course of your life, not having knowledge about sociology or feminism or things like that. Like, I I was equipped, I yeah. guess. And uh, you picked a good one. I'm glad. 
Like, just, I'm standing back objectively. Mm-hmm. Like, you you nailed it. Hey, good, good. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm happy. Um, so to answer your question, Jane, like, and, and this, I've gotten similar questions before. Whenever Faith would tell anyone, come out to someone, or we're in the middle of a conversation, or we've been in a couple other podcasts, and um, including podcasts of couples who have stayed together throughout yeah. another partner's transition. But in every case, you know, there's those basic questions for faith of when did you uh, know and when did you decide mm-hmm. to come out and what's that process been like and family and job and blah, blah, blah. And then immediately after that first handful of questions, if I'm in the room, they turn to me. Yeah. And I wonder if they're hoping for some kind of Jerry Springer I was shocked and horrified and disgusted, and I kicked her out on the street for a month, and I set fire to our home, and I murdered our kitchen. I don't know. Like, I feel like... <laughs> kitchen murderer? <laughs> I'm picturing a carving knife stabbed into a bag yes. of flour, which okay. is a very violent image. Okay, yeah, I know it, it is. That's, yeah. That could and be, like thre- the, that could be a very threatening act. And yeah. the poof. Yes. The powder uh-huh. when you stab it. And then you light that powder on fire because that aerated flower it's, is just, that's a bomb waiting to happen. solid in Yeah, we don't air. recommend you do that. Also, don't <laughs> do that. Don't smoke cigarettes and don't put flour in the air and light it on fire. Don't keep, just keep flame and spark away from silos of grain. <laughs> like in general, I really want that to be, can we make like rules for living by As, the gender okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Start with a silo yes. of grain. <laughs> because... As a podcast, we've been wanting to discuss Rules si- silo safety. <laughs> Just a little more heavily. And I think this we've is a good We've touched op- upon it here and there, but I really, this is a, since yes. the conversation came so naturally around yeah. to it. Guys, practice silo safety. It's so important. Okay. Yeah. You know, PSS. That's mm-hmm. that's what we say. Hashtag, practice. Hashtag PSS. Practice. Unless that's silo horrible. But hashtag. Safety. Yeah. Oh, God. What if it's like a white power? Oh, I hope hashtag. not. <clears throat> Don't practice white power, though. That's rule number two. Yeah. But rule number one is practice yeah. silo safety. Yes. And that's that's a two-part rule, mm-hmm. but it's basically keep flames and sparks away from silos. But also, don't fall into the silo. I know what you think. It's full of rice. It'll hold me up. It won't. You will suffocate in rice. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. No, I don't. So, I didn't murder the kitchen. Okay. I didn't kick you out on the You street. did not throw a chair at me, a la Jerry Springer. I didn't throw a chair okay. at you. I didn't I didn't feel anything bad. Yeah. Which is why I think I'm not represented. I didn't feel like I was losing okay. mail you. I didn't feel like um you lied to mm-hmm. me exactly because I get what's involved. Yeah. I mean you dealt with your brother coming out. Yeah. I never thought he lied to me. I thought he came out when he was ready, you know? And so, like, I I, I guess I I don't blame you for anything. When did you first see me girled up? I mean, I don't have the date down. Did I show you a picture? No. No, I didn't show you a picture? I cried, but only because my tear ducts are weird. Okay. So what did you think when you first saw me? You were pretty. Okay, I, f- I think I, I had gone out with a friend of ours mm-hmm. in the neighborhood for mm-hmm. drinks, and then and I came home. you stood in the foyer where I couldn't hear you, and you said, ready? And then I said, I'm ready. And then you came in, and you looked very, very pretty. Okay. Um, 
I don't remember what I was wearing or anything I'm like sure that. I'm sure there was some black in it. Yeah. Um, so I would say the biggest concern early in the process was you getting to feel comfortable okay. around me. I feel like you might have been handling me with kid gloves. I was very, I, when we first, when I first came out to you, I remember um, the idea of you seeing me present mm-hmm. kind of scared me. Because as soon as it was quote unquote real, yeah, and all the bad stuff, would or happen. that you might think I was ridiculous or, sure. or you know hideous. So the way Hollywood represented crossdressers, yeah. for forever and continues to do so. Uh huh. Oh, okay. That's yeah. And so I kind of I remember there was a few times where I, I did you go out to like get a glass of wine. While I got ready, and then you that came back. Sounds about right. You were oh, very there nice was that time. You were oh very nice. Yeah, this was hilarious. Do you remember? Okay, I think my parents were in town, but you went to the pride parade. Oh, that was after I was. That was like that was like four months before I came out. Came out, but sure. yeah, but they didn't know. They didn't know, and they were in our apartment. And you finished marching with the governor. Yes, and then. You couldn't come I home. I couldn't come <laughs> home, which was funny because I was—I had marched in the Pride Parade, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, the New York City Pride Parade seems to always coincide with the hottest, sunniest, sweatiest, muggiest day of the entire year. Well, okay, and so last Sunday in June. Yeah, I think that's literally when it is. I, it's it tends to always be super insanely hot. So I was like, I was so gross at the end of this march. It was the first time I'd ever marched in Pride, and like I went and. Pride lets out in a weird side street and like mm. Hudson Street, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go to a bar, get a glass of water first, cool down, then get a, then get a pint to, mm. to relax. And so I like finally go to a bar and I like look in the mirror and like my wig is a scare. <laughs> so I had a wig back then and like my mascara is just like running down my face. And I look like someone's like drag queen horror story. I looked Everyone so bad. Everyone looked like that yeah. at the parade, except for the professional drag queens who have like, oh yeah waterproofing tricks they they they're they scotch guard their exactly their face is just scotch guard with a with a layer of like acrylic resin yes (laughs) yes yes. so like Um, there's a way to do it that you keep looking good oh yeah and god god those drag queens march in six inch heels for like five miles yeah yeah they don't take a break Uh -uh. they don't some of them are dancing in heels they're amazing god bless them wow so so so, yeah so i did have to so you, you couldn't you, come home. I did make you kind of leave at first while I got ready. And then the, I think that last time I was just like, you know, let's. I'm coming home. Let's come, let's come Here, home. So you finally like. saw me. I was finally out to you. Mm-hmm. And and this is something we've discussed before, you know, and you're, and, and you're like, what did you think when you saw me? And I'm saying you were pretty. And you know what? That's not a requirement. We have plenty of happy, successful trans friends who don't, quote-unquote, pass perfectly. And that's okay. I have read many a trans person who says, I'd rather be a woman who doesn't pass than a guy who is lying to myself and everyone. Also, I don't pass perfectly. so I'm not sure if you're right about that. I am absolutely right about that. Okay. I'm the one who, remember, I'm the one who's like me? The lived experience. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I've never seen anything of concern, but you okay, are the yeah. lived experience and, and I'm patronizing mm-hmm. you by giving you Thank you. Different information. Wait, patronizing's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're always like patronize that storekeeper. And I'm like, 
But why? I, I just want to yeah. buy flowers, not insult them. Someone told me the other day that I was patronizing. That means you talk down to someone. Oh, <laughs> oh that's the joke. Anyway, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, I wonder. And this is a this is going to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. lookism wise. But mm-hmm. if I hadn't been pretty, would you have felt less comfortable bringing me around your family? Would you have felt different if I was like six foot seven and hmm. and and bodybuildery or something? That's a really good question. Let me kind of let me try to picture that that my life being that. You absolutely not passing. Um. Hmm. Would I mean, it have been harder? It's harder, definitely. But, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, I went into that with, I love my folks. Mm-hmm. I love you and a discussion. Yeah. I feel like it would have been to the extent that you are beautiful and you pass and you've been getting better and better and you know you switch from wigs and you've got your real hair mm-hmm. and all that like i feel that has made it easier for them i i that's i, I that's one thing that i've I, i've i don't I've know if that's true done myself consciously of mm-hmm. like if i'm going to meet your family or extended family or mm-hmm. to something with work i i will definitely put in a fuck ton of effort mm-hmm. because I feel like that makes me be taken more seriously. It matters, and it shouldn't, and but it does. That may be a society-wide problem with how we view women, but yes. anywho, that's yes. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it's it's one of those tricky things. So I hate to put you on the spot. So no, I no. won't. But oh uh, no, it's okay. Um, I would not have felt any differently. Yeah. If you didn't pass, all I would see is this awesome person who I love, who is happier now. Mm-hmm. But. Let's not lie to ourselves. It would be easier. It would be easier for you in your job. It would yeah. be easier for you walking down the street. It would be easier for you with our friends and with our family if you are beautiful, if you pass. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but it is. That's exactly it. It shouldn't be, but it is. And it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be easier for attractive people to coast through life, but it is. It is. It shouldn't be easier for white people. It shouldn't be easier no. for tall people. It shouldn't be easier for rich people, but right now, that is how it is. We are working to make that less of the case, but that's the case right now. So, I do worry sometimes about my family. I do want to minimize Mm -hmm. the burden on my family. So, for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm happy that you're pretty. And you pass, mm-hmm. and you're passing more and more and more. And, um, you know, there are plenty of trans people out there who aren't going to medically transition, who aren't going to get any surgeries, who aren't going to um, get painful, expensive hair removal processes on their face. And for those of you who are listening, good for you. God bless. Be you. The rest of the world can go fuck themselves. That being said, since the question is mm-hmm. about me and my experience of your transition, yeah. it has made it easier. And it's yeah. not fair that that makes it easier. Because okay. some people have a harder time passing. But this is, this is, this has made it mm-hmm. easier. And only in the okay. sense, again, of how you interact 
you will always interact with my family. You will always interact with your coworkers yeah. and to a lesser extent my coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to be happy and safe. You are happier and safer if you pass. Yeah. And that matters to me. Okay. And I wish that passing wasn't part of it. But it is. Yeah. How has your transition gone? My transition. You guys. I haven't, though. Like, am I missing something? Like, we have another episode where it's, are we gay? I think. And I kind of come around to the realization that I am, in the end, pansexual. We tried out bisexual. We tried out lesbian. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't earned lesbian. Um, the difference between bisexual and pansexual, we get into that in another episode. You, you've listened to them, most of you. The rest of you, you'll get to them. So that, that's that been the big change for me. Yeah. Is I went from straight identifying to pansexual identifying. Mm-hmm. I have literally told no one in the world that I am pansexual except for you, our dear listeners. I don't tell work people. I don't tell yeah. my family. I, I don't think I've even told friends of ours. Like... So the, in terms of the transition, it's been a lot of keeping an eye on you, hoping yeah. you are happy and comfortable and safe. Uh, at times, there has been the need to reassure you yeah. and support you. Which you've been great at. Um, and I wish I had a better answer. I wish I had a better story about my journey from perceiving myself as straight to perceiving myself as pansexual i i'm so sorry i don't have a great story i i consider it an upgrade i consider it a badge of pride i again like i say in the are we gay episode i never had to experience what a lot of gay people had to experience growing up yeah i i I didn't get teased in high school i didn't have to grit my teeth and ask some guy to prom i just i just didn't go to prom um like i didn't have to grapple with this and am i weird or wrong or crazy like i never went through that and then the person i love turns out to be female and i get this auto (laughs) um power up which is awesome to me and i know that there are people in the opposite position people who have struggled with their sexuality and through lots of thought and work and prayer and reading were like i am a lesbian mom dad i am i really am this is really who i am yay who i am and then their female partner sits them down and says i'm actually a guy yeah and that's like an automatic i don't want to say power down but like we've known people who've, yeah. who've struggled with this who were like it has been a big part of my identity to be a lesbian i've worked so hard to be a lesbian i've endured Mm -hmm. things put up with things and supported people and ended other relationships that weren't supportive for this and now when i walk down the street with my partner who i love and will never leave people perceive us as a straight couple and i don't know what to do you lose that that, you lose that that identity you have to kind of you don't have that kind of automatic Mm -hmm. recognition from other people Mm -hmm. it's and then you probably get doubts from people i'm a lesbian and they're like "Mm." Uh, should we ask your husband let me guess college phase exactly exactly that's lesbian until graduation that that gets tricky and then the only way to 
quote unquote prove that you are who you really are is to constantly out your partner. And yeah. that's really not an option either. So like, that's not fair. Like that's a person who has, oh, this sounds terrible, but th- she's earned the right to call herself a lesbian. And I have not, if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I mean, I think, I think you have gone through definitely some adjustment. I think you've adjusted so well that you're like, it's nothing. Except I got to do that adjustment while I was a grown up out of the house, yeah. out of school, with resources, with choice mm-hmm. of who I hang out with. Like, yeah. the amount of power you have as a woman in her 40s is so different from the amount of power you have as a girl when she's 14. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's it's laughable. It's mm-hmm. a joke. I, and this is why I feel guilty ever saying lesbian. Oh, this is my wife. Well, you like, don't have I to feel... say lesbian. There's <clears throat> lots of female couples together that but if i be call, lesbian they if might I be two bisexual people, girls together they might be true two you know, pansexual two pansexual girls. they might be both be trans thing. they might both be ace you know it's yeah. it's um but when i say my wife mm-hmm. the assumption is i'm a lesbian which i love and is mm-hmm. awesome and is wonderful but i still feel like i haven't earned it well gay girls out there i would love to hear from you what what the fuck what am i what do I get to say? What have you been I think through? saying you're pan. I mean, yeah. it's you. Yeah. Obviously, we would love to hear other people's opinions on the subject. Totally. 100%. And, we would uh, love to hear from other partners. If you stayed through the relationship, if you're just friends now, if you're co-parents, whatever state you are in, for our non-trans listeners, what's your deal? What was your journey? What was your experience? Because yeah. I feel like I had a lot of breaks. Yeah. Right from the start. I, mm-hmm. you know, we, we didn't deal with this when we were starving in college. Mm-hmm. We dealt with this now. Yeah. We didn't deal with this in the 60s where we'd get. That's true. Uh, what would they do to us in the 60s? We would Psychiatric institutions. We would I go, guess. we would go to one of those, um, weekends upstate where the guys could present female like at the hotel oh the cross-dressing weekends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we would do that there's a play about that i was i thought it was inter would would be interesting but there's I a never scene really... in transparent about that oh, okay an episode or so um yeah we would do that mm-hmm. and you would never really be fulfilled and i would not quite get it ever because there wouldn't be the kind of communication and support and literature and world that there yeah. is now there so, wouldn't be the podcast that you started there wouldn't be podcasts yes or this podcast mm-hmm. so i'm glad we're in the 90s or whatever whenever we it's are i 90s. haven't checked the calendar in a while <laughs> i love the 90s i don't look at the email <laughs> i do read the news but i carefully cover the date because <laughs> that's just depressing <laughs> headlines only god enough. can decide what year it is <laughs> Throw it to Jesus. That's what I'd say. <laughs> so I feel like I wasn't super helpful for your question. I know a lot of people have had a lot harder times being the partner of someone in transition and what their corresponding transition yeah. was. I know some people have lost partners, not partners, well, certainly mm-hmm. have, have ended the relationship. I know there are people who have lost contact with family members. I know there have been times where... This town is not safe for anyone LGBTQ. We have to move. And then you lose whatever network, friends, career you've built up. Like, there are a lot of people out there who have lost a lot. I feel like 
all I did was get and get and get. I feel like I got an upgrade. Yeah. Well, I and mean, I feel admitting like that is learning something, and that's nothing you to know? deserve it, though. But that's part of that's part of recognizing our own privilege, and yeah. is that realizing that a lot of our things we get in life we didn't earn. Yeah, and that can be another one of them. It's one thing that probably a lot of people out there in the world wouldn't consider a privilege, but I'm glad that you do. So okay, that's what I got. That's what I can bitch about. Yeah. Well, I got a bunch of guilt. Question asker. Thanks for asking. I got a bunch of privileged person guilt. Yeah. That now I have to deal with. Yeah. So I wish that on no one. All right. And none of your family members to deal with the guilt that I deal with every day (laughs) for my life getting super awesome overnight. I hope you never have to deal with that. I hope you never win the lottery. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I won the lottery. You've you've used that metaphor before. Yeah. Yeah. Cha-ching. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Now, if we could only win the lottery. I just wish we could distribute we don't play the, lottery, so. the good and the bad better. That's what I wish. Yeah. I wish I could take on some of the pain for, like, these poor high school kids or these newly married people or this, you know, virginal bride who, uh, on her wedding night, learns something about her husband. Like, I wish I could take on some of that because I am more equipped to do that. And all I can say to those people is... If you love this person, figure it out. Make it work. And if this transition doesn't work for you, then figure that out and make it work. Maybe you're not going to be together. The partners, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If your partner comes out as trans and you are faced with what to do, not every relationship survives. And that's okay. This is a big change. You might not like women. You might not like men. I'm speaking about like in bed, but maybe in general. I don't know. And you can't be asked to change just because your partner had to deal with something and dealt with it in the best way they thought and then later realized there was a better way to deal with that. That's not your fault. That's not even your partner's fault. It's our fucked up society's fault. Sometimes you need to leave. Sometimes it's not a relationship you can be in, and that's okay. And I am in this relationship, and I'm still here, and I'm staying here. And a lot of our listeners and their partners, who I hope are also listeners, hi guys, love you, stay. Some don't. I think it's more than half that don't stay. There are not really reliable numbers on this. So, I hope that yeah. answers the question. I just shot my mouth off for I like think that's totally three hours. Fine. Jeez, this is a long one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think, that's, I think you, you answered. Okay. And, uh, Jane, I hope, that, uh, I hope that helps you out a little bit to get some perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people will be cool. Some people will be really into it. And some people won't be. And I hope you find someone who's cool. Yeah. We're really into it. Otherwise, just write us and we love you no matter what. Everyone else, write in. We love you no matter what. Not if you're like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Trump supporter? Yeah, or like Pol Pot. What was he? 
a, a genocidal a maniac. Genocidal maniac. Yeah, like we got a couple. Like, don't we love you with some basic conditions? With realistic, yeah, conditions. Otherwise, we love you within reason. You're listening to us. <laughs> we love you. I don't know. We just do. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye-bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash genderrebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels. Music for the gender rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2019. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. All right, you ready? Yes. They write, Hi, Faith and Kath. That's us. Hi. I found Faith's blog, faithtobrook.com, a few years ago, and I recently started listening to the podcast, too. I'm a trans woman who's not transitioning. There are a lot of reasons to not trans... Well, I don't really need to read all of this. Well, I'm um, kind of interested. What are the reasons to not transition? Like, that'll be a separate episode, unless that's oh, the question. No, I was just not going to read their whole question. Sorry, I'm not... Um, we're going to edit this. You're the worst. Sorry. I love you. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I found Faith's blog a few years ago, faithtobrook.com, and I recently started listening to the podcast, too. I'm a trans woman who's not transitioning. There are a lot of reasons to not transition, but I think my... No. So, I found Faith... Like, I thought you were the worst before. I found... But you just got worse. Sorry. I love you. I love you. I found Faith's blog. Faithtobrook.com. Can we, can we start over? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Hi, Faith and Kath. I found Faith's blog a few years ago and recently started listening to the podcast, too. Oh, thank you.